Good morning, and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We have got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on a three-hour ride on this Waddle Wednesday, 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. Don't forget you can watch our show on Twitch and on YouTube as well, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago, and also on YouTube as well, youtube.com. Hit that subscribe button for ESPN Chicago. That way you never miss an episode, never miss anything that's associated with ESPN Chicago. All right, uh, Cap, so let's talk a little bit about coaches. It's interesting that during this time, we've got all-time greats leaving their position. With Bill Belichick, he was fired by the Patriots. I know it's written that there was a parting of the ways. He was fired. Yeah, they forced him out. He was fired. Get out. And, And by the way, rightfully so. There's always a divorce that's going to happen in sports. As much as you like to have your favorite coach or your favorite player to stick with one team, there are no more Tony Gwynns and Cal Ripkins. It just doesn't work that way anymore. There's always an opportunity for someone to leave. They're going to leave. Bill Belichick, which is funny, by the way, Belichick interviews for the Atlanta job. He walks in. I mean, it's Bill Belichick. What are you asking him? So what have you been doing with your life the last five years? Hey, what do you ask Bill Belichick? Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, you're getting his intel. I mean, he's all he should do, Cap, is throw his rings on the table, Pat Riley style. Just throw the rings on the table. Now, you want to win or not? He could do that if he wanted to. He could. We saw also that his friend, his best friend in the world, Nick Saban, stepped away from Alabama, no longer the Alabama coach. The one thing that we know in sports, Cap, is that change is inevitable. The idea that Nick Saban who took that team, that Alabama team, to the Final Four was turning water into wine. That didn't look good early with Milrow as the quarterback. I had no idea what that team would look like, but that team, it shows you the coaching in college from Nick Saban, the all-time best I've ever seen in college. Pete Carroll also in the same news cycle, fired by the Seahawks. Correct. Cap, Pete Carroll available. And still wants to coach. Same cycle, Mike Vrabel let go. By the Tennessee Titans. Jim Harbaugh, you know, sniffing around, looking at other jobs while he's still Michigan coach. We've never had this type of, this group of coaches that's available like this all at one time. Agreed. And the Bears punt on and say, no, we like Eberflus. Okay. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Eberflus to the side because he's not on this list. That's not a shot, just a fact. Who are the five greatest coaches in the history of American sports? We're not talking about Sir Alec Ferguson at Manchester United or some Grand Prix manager in Europe. No, I'm talking about the five greatest coaches in football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Those four. And you can use the college versions as well. Okay. So I'll start with my love. I love baseball, but Mm -hmm. I love college football as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'll start with Nick Saban. So I'll throw the card down of Nick Saban. Okay. That's my first card. I'll see your Saban, and I'll absolutely lay the trump card down of Scotty Bowman. Okay. What, he win 13 rings? Sure. Sure. So, Would you consider him the greatest hockey coach of all time? Yes. Okay. So I gave you the greatest college football coach. And, and let me explain briefly why that is the case. 
it's not about rings because I know that we dumb down the conversation so often like, this guy's got tree rings. This guy's got four rings. So the guy with the four rings is better than the guy with the tree rings. It's not about that. Agreed. You know, it's about, it's about going through the grind, as you well know, as a former college coach yourself, the grind of trying to find the next big thing, the grind of being able to stay over 500, getting into the playoffs or trying to get into a situation, especially in college football, the college football playoff. Nick Saban. After spinning his wheels in the NFL, spinning his wheels at LSU, Michigan State, here's a guy here that settled into Alabama, and you can see the work. Not just the championships, but being able to recruit, not to be able to enjoy your national championship victory. Maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you got to get back on the road and recruit again. That's the grind. And to be able to win in that grind and also be able to win in a little bit of the NIL era, but before that, the BCS, all that. That shows you how great he is. All these different eras, Saban was able to win. Mm-hmm. He's the very best I've ever seen in college football. Agreed. So that's one on my list. Okay, so Saban, I think, is a lock on that list. Shay, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is Scotty Bowman a lock on the list? I would say that Scotty Bowman should be on the list because of you laid out the resume, the championships, I mean, and he, the work. Yeah, and he did it in multiple towns. It's not like he had one team. Mm-hmm. He did it in uh, Detroit, Montreal, St. Louis. I mean, come on. This guy, he turned Detroit into, what do they call you, Hockey Town? Hockey Town, yes. So, yeah, pretty freaking amazing uh, what he was able to do. Okay, what about Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson. So that is six plus, is how many with the Lakers? Two more? Three. He won f- six with the Bulls and hold on. I three. think he won. Three. No, I think he won more than that. Didn't he? Didn't what what the, with the Shaq and Kobe Lakers? Phil Jackson. I think he won. got three with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Is that all? Yeah, I think he has all? nine as a player. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think he has maybe one or two as a uh, one or two as a player, and I think nine as a coach. He won championships with the Knicks in 70 and 73 as a player. Yes. So that's two. Okay. So maybe you're right. He, he won, won five a- with the Lakers. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2009, and 2010. Yeah. Okay. So he won 11, 11 as a coach and two more as a player. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the list. Sorry. Yes. yes no question about that. Okay. So, so that, that surpasses Pat Riley. He's got two three-peats. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That yes. is insane. I, saw, I thought it was three initially, but it's, it's four. One, actually, one, two, three, four, five championships with Phil in the, with the Lakers and the Bulls championships. He's the best ever. And it's amazing because many thought that Phil Jackson was the doorman at the Four Seasons. He's got three three-peats two, with two separate teams, twice with the Bulls and once with the Lakers. That's insane. Yes. So Phil Jackson would be the very best. And by the way, Another guy that should have had the ring of honor for himself. Look at look at the championships. Yeah, I know that Phil got we got a big head, and you know Phil thought it was about him. Hey, I'd be cocky too. Look how look at it. all these all time greats I'm coaching. Yeah, and he won eleven rings in two different cities as a coach. He won two as a player. Yeah, he's an ultimate winner. Scotty Bowman, twenty eight playoff appearances in his career, nine Stanley Cup titles as a coach. Let alone, he had one, two, three, uh, four, 
four more he lost in the final, and then he became an executive on cups. Like, the guy's got not enough fingers and toes for all the rings he's got. That's correct. Okay, so Scotty Bowman's locked in. Saban, locked in. Phil Jackson. What about Red Auerbach? Different era, but he won 11 or 12. No, I want to move to either baseball or college basketball. Johnny Wooden. So it's for me, it's John Wooden. It Won 10 there. in 12 years. Yeah, 664 wins. Coach K? Wooden. You take Wooden over Coach K? Wooden. Okay. I know, uh, it's a, I know it's a different era, and K had to go through some things that Wooden did not, as far as the recruiting end. Wooden had, by the way, he had people... Uh, Behind the scenes, they would do his recruiting for him. Yeah, that would be Sam Gilbert, yeah. <laughs> the builder. Yes. Yeah. They, Sam the builder, right? Sam the builder. Uh-huh. Now you, we call it NIL money. Back then, we called it cheating. Yeah. 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 I'm giving it to Wooden over K. Why don't you embrace the city anymore, K? You're more of a Durham-Raleigh guy than a Chicago guy. Correct. For God's sakes. Come back and... I know he comes here from time to time, but he's from here, for God's sakes. To come back here and coach DePaul. Turn them into a winner. He could do it. He could. <laughs> Get out of his way. You imagine. Okay. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm coaching DePaul. <laughs> Tyler Ockley, would, he would leap out. Can't stand him. Really? Yeah. I mean, just. Yeah. Because he can't beat him. Because he can stick. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, so, I got a Mount, we got a Mount Rushmore. Now you got to get a fifth, right? So we have. Hold on. We have Wooden. We have Bowman, we yep. have Saban, we have Jackson. Baseball. But it doesn't necessarily have to be baseball. We're taking the five best coaches. What do you mean? Baseball. That's our sport, man. Agreed, Who's but gonna- I don't know if anyone deserves to be on that list. Tony LaRussa. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame <laughs> manager. He won multiple titles. So did Joe Torre. Leave Tony alone. You know, he could have turned. He was turning it around. He wasn't as bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so there's nobody in baseball in the top in your top. Like Larusa would be right there in the conversation, but not. He but won not what, be, three. Yeah. Yep. How many? Did he, how many win in Oakland? He won at least a couple in Oakland. He got three three World Series championships and over 2,700 wins. Remember, he won with the Cardinals, the A's? Yeah, but he only won three combined? Yeah. Wow. I thought he won a couple with the Cardinals. That dominant A's team that won 99 games in 89. That uh, underdog 06 team. I don't know how they won. I don't understand. Yeah, with 83 wins. I don't, underst- I don't know how they did that in 06. Do you? I mean, no, I, I, me either. I don't, okay. But they did. And then at 11 Cardinals team. Correct. Okay, they were pretty good. Well... See, they, yeah, I don't know how they won that one either. Right. <laughs> this list on Bleacher Report says Joe McCarthy, who won seven championships with the Yankees. But that's not that, though. No. Yeah, but what years were those? Cause right. W- w- were there no players of color? That kind of invalidates it for me. Well, you didn't play against the best player. Correct. And he managed the Cubs and never won. And he managed the Red Sox and abruptly Joe McCarthy resigned. Managed the Cubs. Yeah, nineteen twenty-six to nineteen thirty. Then he managed the Yankees from thirty-one to forty-six and won seven championships. But of course he did. They were the only team that had money. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great point. So, but 
are, is our sport going to be represented or not, Cap? I don't think so. So uh, out of a top five coaches, there's nobody in baseball that should be in that category? No. So you're putting Joe Paterno, I guess, over any other baseball manager? No, I'm not putting Joe Paterno on there. Oh, my God. The, 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 I mean, great, great, man, great, uh, great coach, though. He, oh, he he was. I think a few people might argue that. He was a great coach, yes, but he doesn't get on there over Nick Saban. He doesn't get on there over Andy Reid, Belichick. Belichick, okay. Pat Summit. Pat Summit from Tennessee women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Gino Oriema yep. at UConn. I mean. Don Shula. Don Shula, the winningest coach in the history of the NFL. Jay Moore has got baseball. Dallas. Baseball has to be represented, though, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should. You got to pick someone. I don't think you do. No, this is not. Yes, you should. Let's make sure that every sport's represented. It's we, in the what are we doing? No, right. <laughs> so, 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 we, so we've never. Had, there's never been a great manager that belongs in the top I five. Say not in the top five. No chance. Wow. Then Mount we, Rushmore is only four heads, anyways. There's no room. Sorry. Yeah, no, but but Cap's list was five. He said top five. Give me the top five coaches of all time. Wow. Okay. I'd take Belichick and Shula before I'd start forcing a baseball name in there. I'd take multiple football coaches. I, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so, so what have we been doing all this time? Watching, watching baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every summer we've been wasting time watching baseball. Is that it? Yes. Okay, but I disagree. No, I love baseball, but I also tend to think coaches and other sports are more impactful than baseball managers tend to be. Let me just make a broad statement about coaching. My, my feeling always has been that coaches, managers, whomever, have to be able to set a culture. I've, I'm always big, as you well know, Cap, on what's your mission statement? Who are you? Mm-hmm. You just can't roll the ball out. Correct. I don't care how well you recruit. Ah, this is a five-star, a five-star, a five-star. Okay, but you still have to be able to have some semblance of offense, defense. Who are you? How do you? I mean, it's more than just talent. Like them, when we hear about Major League Baseball managers, anybody can manage. They're, they're so overrated. No, it's not. You have to set a culture. You just can't come in like Don Baylor would come in with the attache case and close the door until 1 o'clock. I saw that. Like, Don, can I say anything to the ball club? Don? And this is the thing with baseball. With baseball, do you go off wins or do you go off World Series championships? Right. That's another good question. Uh, The answer is yes. I mean, Joe Madden was a (laughs) hell of a manager. (laughs) The answer is yes. It's a long season, man. You rack up those victories. Um, Well, well, how about this? All these summers, Cap, that we've watched baseball, and there's not a great among them. And maybe you get Sparky. I love Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson was awesome. That was one of my favorite guests, rest in peace, to have on the air because he was as honest as they came. The he p- was awesome. The picture on my phone when Shay texts me is Sparky Anderson. I showed him that. That's so funny. <laughs> he had I that set you, up for his profile. I asked you to change it to Jim Leland with the cigarette in his mouth, I too. Ch- I will change it, yes. But when, when Shay first got it, started working here, his picture was a, a, suppose, as a allegedly young Sparky Anderson. Yeah, but, I mean, in 1983, he looked 80. Why don't we just put Lee Elia on the list for the rant? Who? Oh, Lee Elia. Why don't we just put him on for the rant? No. Yeah. Best, best the, rant of all time. It's the greatest rant ever. Just put put him on. 85% of the effing world's work and the other 15 come out here. So good. Playground for that. <laughs> so, the best. Playground for the MRFers. 
Okay, so where's Belichick on the list if you're not going to add a baseball? Okay, or so no, we have or, Saban, we have Bowman, we have Jackson, we have Wooden. That's four. Mm-hmm. We got one spot left. Like, I'd put Andy Reid on over Belichick. Because? I think he's a more accomplished guy. Belichick has more rings. He's significantly under 500 without Tom Brady. Significantly. But once again, it's about, it's about setting the culture, though. Yes, I mean, someone had to coach Brady. You, you know, remember, he didn't come in five-star. That's true. So, I mean, uh, I, I give Belichick credit for, yeah, he rode the Brady wave, but someone had to coach him. I mean, look at what people say, the former Patriots say about the Patriot way or the Bill way. It's rough, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if I have Bill right behind Andy Reid, okay, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's Where's Don Shula? He's the winningest coach ever. Where's George Hallis? Dead. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we asked him. I mean, he's gone. So you have to set the criteria. Is it off wins or is it off championships? I test, man. I, you know, Jay Moore, as I as I just laid out, I don't. I think we dumb the conversation down when we talk about championships. I know that that's what's over our shoulders on TV all day, every day. This guy's got six rings. This guy's got four rings. The guy with the six is better. Okay, from a ring standpoint, yes. But what about the production? What about the games? All those things do matter. And when we co- talk about coaches, I mean, I, I think that Belichick belongs, belongs on this list. Now, if he's smart, he doesn't go back to coaching. I mean, he had no, he couldn't live the life of Phil Jackson, in which Phil is an assistant next to Doug Collins, moves 18 inches over, and is able to be part of the greatest championship run we've ever seen with the Chicago Bulls. Correct. He just happened to be there as an assistant. Correct. We saw in the last dance, you know, Phil Jackson in Mexico on the grainy film, just like trying to find out, trying to find his way. There's nothing. So then you can't exclude Red Arbach, though, because he had 11, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that was all in the back of Bill Russell. So, <laughs> went for Russell. He's out of getting. Man, a bunch of Hall of Famers, but guess what? He was the GM too. Yeah, he's the guy that used the rule that went away that year. It was the last year of it. He drafted a kid and held his rights for a year. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's going back to school. That's okay. We'll keep his rights. And the Bulls, just because it's Chicago, we had the number two pick. We lost a coin toss. The Lakers get Magic Johnson. Oh, the other player of the year that year was Larry Bird. Oh, he's not in the draft. He got drafted a year ago. That rule went away that year. So we didn't get Bird or Magic. We ended up getting Michael. And we had David Greenwood. Yes. How'd that work out? Magic Johnson with a a Bulls uniform would have just been a dope with a Bulls uniform on. Correct. And I actually like the way Arbach was portrayed on Winning Time, by the way. I think that's pretty accurate. Walking around with a cigar, needing Larry Bird, going to French Lick, knocking on the barn door, trying to get him. I think he was portrayed well in Winning Time. Dude, I I'm was so at, sad to see that thing canceled. Dude, I was at the Final Four in Kentucky. Remember when it was at Rupp Arena? Mm-hmm. Villanova beat Georgetown, upset him? Yep. My brother's had too much to drink. He's there with me. We get on the elevator. My brother was the biggest Sixers fan. He loves Barkley to this day. It's his favorite player, him or Dr. J. And it's Sixers in Boston are going to play in the playoffs. And my brother gets on the elevator with me. He's hammered. And there's Red Auerbach. And my brother goes, hey, Red Auerbach, Sixers are going to kick your ass. And he puts his arm around my brother. He goes, son, let me give you a tip. As you get older in this world, 
when you meet somebody who's in the Hall of Fame, has some level of success, don't act like a jackass on the elevator. Have a good day. And he left. (laughs) Arbach won nine championships and seven as an executive. Mm -hmm. Sixteen! Yes. Okay, he has to be. Can you... Oh, the guy hung up. Uh, But why... Why do the if we're doing coaches the rings you got as an executive don't matter? That's fair. We'll just we'll just we'll say okay, he that. won nine. We'll close it. We'll take the nine then. That works. still has to be on the list. But nobody in baseball. List is huh? getting long, man. The list is getting a it's, little lengthy. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's Saban, Phil Jackson, Wooden, Bowman, and then we're looking for a fifth. It's got to be Red Auerbach. Let's talk to Cap and J Hood Nation. Maybe they can help us with that fifth. Yes. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, you know, the wild coaching carousel and a few great coaches are still, you know, ever on the move. And we talked about, you know, um, Bill Belichick is still out there, which is amazing to me. Nick Saban. Like, Saban doesn't have to come back and he could retire from coaching, period. He doesn't have anything else to prove. And the same thing with Belichick. Do it the way Phil did. How about Pete Carroll? He won a national championship at USC, right? Yes. He won at least two rings with the Seahawks. One. One championship. That's all he won? Yep. He went to two. He won one. Yep. Stopped at the goal line. He went brain dead on the play call. Yep. Stopped the goal line. Just one championship. But, I mean, but he's really 40 at heart. He can still go someplace and help a team. Not back in college, though. He doesn't want that rat race. So you got Coach Cape, Bobby Knight. Knight, yes. He won three championships. He was the winningest coach when he retired, and then Kay passed him. Mm-hmm. It could have kept going, but it didn't work out well. Gino Arama, how many championships has he won? Texas Tech didn't work out well for Bob. They got to the tournament. Yeah. Didn't make a run. <laughs> he went to the tournament. Well, hold on a minute. How many has Gino Oriama won? A ton. He, he had a rant, by the way, the other day that's on social media, about two, three minutes of talking about how NILs ruin college sports or something like that. I saw that. Yeah, but make sure he gets his millions of dollars in salary. Stop. I, I see G- Gino, and I go, hmm, Kim Mulkey, not so bad. Back to the phone there lines we go. go. There's another one. <laughs> Kim Mulkey's won at multiple schools, right? Yeah, yeah. She won at Baylor. She won at LSU. Mm-hmm. She won as a player at Louisiana Tech. I know she's not everyone's cup of tea politically, but Kim Mulkey's on the GOAT list of women's coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Her, Pat Summit. You might want to look at South Carolina as well. Great Liam coach Barmore. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Eric in Wheaton on ESPN 1000. Eric, good Dawn morning. Staley. Yeah. What's up, Eric? Uh, I was going to say uh, Bruce Boach is the uh, top, top five managers. Coaches, Eric, you got a bad sell. We appreciate. He said Bruce Bochy. He said Bruce Bochy. He said Bruce Bochy should be on the list. Correct. What do you think? What is he a conductor? Huh? huh? I'm stuck in a tunnel. <laughs> he said Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy's won four rings. <laughs> two bad knees. Two bad knees. Two bad hips. What's your name? Thank you, Eric, for the phone call. And now Eric leaves the line open. Three one two. Three three two. Bruce Bochy's won four. He won three with the Giants, ten, twelve, and fourteen, and he won this year with the Rangers. Very good. Uh, what about Ryan in Mount Prospect? 
He was not. He was not. Somebody on Twitch said he was kidnapped. Now, he, he was not kidnapped. Would you stop it? Ryan and We're Bob Prospect. his hostage video. <laughs> Ryan, good morning. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Are you? Let me ask you a question, sir. Can you hear me? Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Are you Ryan? Yes, sir. Are you in Mont Prospect? I am. You're on ESPN 1000. Thank you. I appreciate that, gentlemen. Um, thank you, Jonathan. Um, I honestly, my vote is for Red Arback. I mean, if you look back at everything that he's done, he was the coach and GM. He did all the scouting himself. I know the league is, was a quarter of the size of what it is now, but still to draft as many Hall of Famers as he did, to find the success that he did against Wilt Chamberlain in the 60s, who's probably one of the most dominant players of all time. I mean, I think he's got to be on that list. I think you could even make the argument, and again, I'm saying the argument, that you could replace Phil Jackson with him because Red had the success as a coach and a GM. He, set, he handpicked the successor in Bill Russell, which is another really good coaching move, another really good general manager move. All the Hall of Famers he drafted, again, I think the only comment you could say is, well, the league wasn't as big as it was now. But I can't really hold that against him. He did the best with what he had to work with with the league. There were only, what, 10 teams back then in the 60s? But, again, all the success that they had, I, I don't know how you can take that away from him. He's got to be on that list. Appreciate the call, man. He Good makes job. valid points. Yeah. Cap, we grew up with the great sport of baseball. There's nobody greater. No. Well, what the hell have we been doing? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we haven't seen great managers before with great teams. Lasorda was with the Dodgers forever. He was. He's not on the list of the five greatest of all time. Nor is Walter Alston. Damn. Yeah. And that's something. I think like, with baseball, you have to go with the five most lovable coaches. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess. You can't like, go I, with the wins. Like Lasorda, you know. Like... Luigi Oriema belongs on that discussion. Yeah. That's his real name, by the way. Uh, he's won 1,194 games against 159 losses. He's great. He's won 88% of his games, man. Yeah. Eight-time Naismith Coach of the Year. Seven-time Women's National Coach of the Year. Nine-time APA Coach of the Year. He's won Big East Coach of the Year ten times. I mean, holy cow. He can retire today if he wants to. He won three gold medals coaching the women's Olympic team. Yeah. He won the FIBA World Championship twice. The under-19, he won the bronze. And then how many did he win as the head coach? He's won tournament games. He's 133-23 and 23 in D1 games. Mm-hmm. He's been the head coach since 1985 and won 11 NCAA championships, 22 Final Fours, 27 conference tournament titles, 27 conference regular season. Like, it's hard to leave him off the list. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. I'll take Pat Summit. Uh, Dave in Crown Point on ESPN 1000. She's dead. Dave, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I was going to talk about the OC and the Bears, but it's uh, how can you leave off Billy Martin? Billy Martin? Come on now. I love Billy Martin. <laughs> right, Dave? I mean, d- okay, did he uh, cap any championships with Oakland or just with the Yankees? Uh, let me look him up. Why, is that the greatest uh, manager of all time, Dave? I think so. 
for being fired and hired. That's that was ridiculous, by the way, at the time that he was fired and hired. That's the relationship he had with the late George Steinbrenner. Could you imagine that in the social media era? That Steinbrenner, just because he gets up on the wrong side of the bed, you know what, Billy, you're fired. Now you're hired. Right. Now you you're kept fired bringing again. him back. Now you're hired. Could you imagine that happening today? Billy Martin. God, he's been dead since 1989. Jeez. <laughs> Real first name? Not Billy. Alfred. Yes. Uh, Billy Martin won, let's see, championships. Mm, five-time World Series champion in his career. Sylvie says, if you need that fifth uh, spot, what about Pat Riley? Pat Riley's pretty amazing. Yeah. Not so much with the heat lately. What about Eric Spolstra? Guy waited till he was divorce finalized to secure the bag. That's one of the great coaching moves of all time. That's how you do it. Yeah. So, That's beautiful you know work what? by him. Pat Summit, eight-time Division One champ tournament champ, or, uh, won the NCAA championship, 18 Final Fours, 16 SEC tournament titles, 16 SEC regular season titles, and the Presidential Medal of Freaking Freedom. That's pretty amazing. Uh-huh. But what about Billy Martin? No. <laughs> he doesn't make the list. Who did Sylvie say? Pat Riley? Yeah. We know, his, we know his championship pedigree. We know that. And also as an executive. But if you're talking about the, as a head coach, fantastic. Imagine if he would have won a championship with the Knicks, though. That wasn't going to happen in the Jordan era. No. But just imagine if he would have been able to knock it down in Los Angeles and with the Knicks. Well, he'd be a hero today. Him in the Heat front office, though, lately, not so much. He won five championships as a head coach, three-time NBA Coach of the Year, uh, nine times the NBA All-Star Game head coach. He's listed as top ten coaches in NBA history. And was fantastic he at winning time. won a ring as NBA assistant coach with the Lakers in 1980. As an executive, executive of the year once, and two-time NBA champ when he had LeBron and Bosh and Wade 2012 and 2013. Is he on the list? Did he make your top five? He doesn't five? make the top five. No. Okay. That's what we want you to fill out that list. A wild coaching carousel is a few great coaches ever. We named Nick Saban. Uh, we talked about Phil Jackson, John Wooden, Scotty Bowman. Jo- Gino Oriama has to get some oh, credit here. For heaven's sakes. He does. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. We'll take more of your phone calls. Also, if you're ready to send your kid away, you can do so. Via the U.S. Mail, Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 wow. to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain J. Hood. Thank you, Jay. More Blackhawks picked up a win last night in shootout fashion. It went nine rounds. They beat the Sharks. Peter Mrazek, a clinching save against Philip Zadina to seal the win, snapping a three-game losing skid. For the Hawks, Jimmy Harbaugh's second interview with an NFL team. He met with the Falcons yesterday. He also continues to negotiate a deal with Michigan. But he's asking, get this, in his contracts, immunity from termination for any punishment stemming from multiple NCAA violations, as well as a later start date for a lower buyout of his contract. Brian Windhorst said on ESPN yesterday he believes there is a 0% chance that the Lakers will deal 
for Zach Levine. All contracts in the NBA now eligible to be traded, but the market still appears to be frozen on Levine unless the Bulls are willing to do a straight salary dump. Bulls are off tonight to get the Raptors in Toronto, Canada. Tomorrow, Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Coming up with the top coaches of all time because of the coaching carousel has been wild. Two of the all-time greats no longer coaching. One is Nick Saban from Alabama, the other being Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots. We're asking the question, now, as far as the greatest coaches are concerned, who's the top five? So Cap and I are throwing out cards of great coaches, but we're stuck on five. We don't know who should be five. Okay, so my brother, Dr. Brew, says Red Auerbach has to be on your list. He also says Vince Lombardi, Phil Jackson, Walter Alston, the old Dodger manager, Bill Walsh, because he's the godfather of modern offense. And the other one he gave is a great one. Bob Hurley. Because of the high school greatness, right? Yeah, he won like a billion championships. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. What about wow. Barry Switzer? <laughs> Bootlegger's wow. boy. Listen wow. to him. He's giving you a bear. He threw out a Switzer card. Boomer Sooner, three titles at Oklahoma, and then he goes to Dallas and immediately wins a Super Bowl. Bob Hurley is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. He won 26 state championships in 39 years. Pretty amazing, man. Yeah. 26 titles. That's great. I'll take Sonny Cox. 312-332-ESPN. I'll see your Sonny Cox and raise you a Bob Hamburg. That's fine. I'll give you a Wolf Nelson. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you something, Cap. He's getting honored coming up. I'm going. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Like, there's been a lot of great. But again, the best of the best. If we're coming up with a five, I don't know why Belichick can't be on that list. All those championships. Now he's not going to win anymore. But why not Belichick? And this, this whole thing. Well, he was tied to Tom Brady. Well, Phil Jackson was tied to Shaq, Kobe, and, and Michael Jordan. Someone had to coach him. Now again, if you're Belichick, why keep coaching? You have nothing else to prove. Before you got to the Patriots, you were nobody. Were I mean, not very. I mean, the Browns, not very good. Right. So just, just go down your boat in Nantucket and have a fun time with your life. He wants to coach, man. Oh my God. He wants that record. He wants to be the all-time winningest coach, and that's what he is. Like that. That in his mind, he's not married. That's what defines him every day getting up, preparing a football team. Mm-hmm. God bless him. God, it's got to be more to life than that. I mean, you're Bill Belichick. Or maybe that's it. Maybe because he's been so immersed in football. Because I know it's through his family. Because his dad was a coach as well. His son is a coach. It's actually, the Patriots want to keep Steve Belichick on. I read that. Yeah, they offered him. So, I mean, I don't know, Cap. I mean, well, he's got nothing else to prove. Except damaging your one-loss record with more losses. What are they doing, by the way? Atlanta? No, New England. Oh. You elevate Gerard Mayo, and like it seems like you want to change. Then you want to retain Belichick's kids, and they might bring in Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator. So you're the same team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Everything I hear out of Boston is like Mayo's 
Hey, you know how that works, right? When you're a Belichick disciple, you want to be Belichick. You can't be him. No. You can't be But that. I also heard he's Mayo, much more engaging and just different. It's good. How's that work with the one loss record? We'll find out. And Better what, get a quarterback. And what does Victor Kayam think about what's happening here? Victor Kayam of <laughs> Remington Razors. He sold the team to Bob Kraft. 312-332-ESPN-332. wonder what he sold the Patriots for. 3776 number. I need to know what a Victor Kayam thinks of all this, Cap. Get him on the line. He's probably dead. You got his number, don't you? I Call do. a Victor Kayam. Find out what he thinks. Wow. The great name. Bob Kraft bought the Patriots for $172 million in 1994. That's with an M. $172 million. And look at it now, right? Sam in Brookfield on ESPN 1000. Sam, good morning. Crazy. Hey, guys. Love the show. Appreciate uh, you, man. I'm gonna throw up, thank you. I'm going to throw out a name that is not very popular, but he is. He won 11 uh, College World Series championships for USC. His name is Rod Dato. Yeah, Rod Dato was one of the greatest baseball coaches at the collegiate level of all time. He was mm-hmm. amazing. That's a fact. Yep. That is a fact. Rod Dato was awesome. College baseball. Yes. Yep. My first game, by the way, is in, in February. Can't yeah. wait for opening day over at Curtis Granderson Stadium. It's going to be great. Yeah, this jackaloon shows me his schedule. I beg your pardon. February 27th, he's got a home game for UIC. I said, oh, very nice of Curtis to put a dome on that thing. (laughs) Nope. Outdoors, end of February. I'll bet you right now that game's not played. What do you mean? (laughs) No chance. Cap, I'm ready for opening day. And then he asked me, you want to do the color? Yeah. Come sit in with me. Yeah. Booth's not heated, by the way. It is not. <laughs> Why not, Cap? I'll pass. February 27th, opening day. Can't wait. Ah, it's going to be great. I'm going to pass. I'm doing it while I'm doing the basketball season. And by the way, I'm going to ask you for monitor four uh, in your in your home, UIC Murray State tonight. Can you, can you get, can I get monitor four at least? I got a new Apple Watch for the holidays. Maybe the old Apple Watch. You know what? I could put it on that little screen. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uh, David Kaplan, he's with you, man. Win or tie. Tell you that right now. <laughs> Rick in Chicago Ridge on ESPN 1000. All right, Rick. Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Good. Turn that radio down, Sparky. All right. It's down. Are we, uh, still, are we still saying that in 2024? I, I think it you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to say Herb Brooks. I mean, he won the miracle, man. He put that team together. He, he beat the Russians. He, he went after it. And nobody said that they could do it. And he won. Hey, Rick, that was just a movie. That it wasn't real, right? That happened. I, I remember as a little kid, I watched the, them games coming home from school. And, yeah, they, they, he won where nobody else said they could do it. And he beat all the professionals. So they actually beat the Russians. That wasn't just storyline. That actually did no, happen, huh? Was that on TV? Hmm. It was wow. that run on tape delay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how you can put him in there. Oh, I can take him out of there. Herb Brooks was 192, 107, and 19 in his head coaching career. And he won national championships. Uh, one, two, three national titles and a national runner-up. Yeah. 
I like that that Shade just lobbed four in. Four Final Four. I like Shade lobbing in uh, Barry Switzer into the conversation. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Off the top rope with a, the bootleggers boy. I love it. One of only two coaches to win both a national championship and a Super Bowl. That's amazing. And Herb Brooks, under 500 as a NHL coach. 219 and 222 and 66 ties. I don't know. How you five don't, playoffs. I don't know. How you keep him out of there, Cap. That's how. <laughs> yeah. The He's Cap, out. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day. And something about the Postal Service you need to know on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys, and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Now time for the Captain J-Hood Cut of the Day. That's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Gem. It's on LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River, and it's awesome. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! I got a text from Lindsay upstairs. She's one of the yes gurus of the department up there. She's great. The manager, she's awesome. Yep. She said, Uh-oh. we are crushing Catazone, Anthony Catazone <laughs> up there about what I said. <laughs> I just figured he'd be the guy having a lot of sex. Well, let's not. Dude, come on now. Let's be honest. He's got a hot wife. He's a young woman. Oh, right, no, all right, no, no, all right. You can't say that'll that. Be fine. That'll be fine. That's a compliment. Well, that'll be fine. Oh my God. All right. Now, I did the crack. Got the handlebar mustache, yes, I, which is a clear I, I, signal. Well, I did the crack already about the mustache, but I stopped right there. Now you're talking about, now you're getting personal. All right, you, let's not talk about his hot water. Let's not do that. I'm being, he outkicked his coverage. That's fine, but I mean, I just went as far as the mustache ride, but that's enough. Okay. <laughs> Three one two. I mean, come on now. Three one two. It's good to be Anthony Catazone, man. You strut when you come into the building. Okay, all right. It's a Packer fan. His team won. They got Jordan Love. He got a hot wife. Yes, he's got a good life. There is going to be a meeting at ten. And that's all, folks. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Today's a burger day. Like. Their burger and fries is so good. Get a cold beer and get a little dessert. Maybe go carrot cake. It's awesome. Cap, um, when you were a kid, you had relatives that were out of town, right? Oh, yeah. Do you, what, do you have an aunt or an uncle in a different city? Yeah, Aunt Rita and Uncle Al. We would go to my mom's sister and brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So we would go visit them in Maryland. They lived in Maryland. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Aunt Bernice in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. uh, Aunt Ludell in Lubbock mm-hmm. that we go visit from time to time. But, you know, they would always send postcards mm-hmm. and they would say, hey, you know what? Hope that you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. Give me a call on this day, whatever. The postcard was so personal because it was handwritten. You get in the mail. Oh, there's a postcard, right? Well, there was a time in this country, you know, the Postal Service was created in 1775 to give Americans a safe way to send things across long distances. But you know, there was a time in this country, Cap, in 1913, in which you could mail a child from one destination to the other. Did you know about this? No. So there's a story here that's, uh, that's circulating, and there's photos of uh, mailing children did occur after the Postal Service introduced package delivery in 1913. 
uh, there are cases of children being delivered, not in mailbags, but they were delivered. So there would be a time where the Postal Service stamped a, and delivered some children as late as 1915, including a 14-pound baby. Wow. Just, I want you to think about this now. Now, who's taking care of the kid? Now, this is one of those things where, okay, all right, we want, so, oh, you got a new baby. Okay, well, I don't have transportation, and I can't afford train service, so we're just going to mail the, the kid to you so you can see our new kid or a three-year-old. You what? put the stamp on the head? Yeah, I mean, they said they said it would clip it to the shirt. So the mail carrier had to take care of your child. That's unbelievable. What kind of world during that time, right? The right. postal service, the mail carrier men during that time. It's like, all right, I'm going to send my kid to St. Louis. All right, there's the address. Grandparents want to see the baby. So just, yeah. Con, would you drop the baby off at the post office? Yeah. Hi. Yes. Um. So eight-week-old infant, we're sending him to see the grandparents for a month. Yeah. So here's the address here. It's, it's stamped to him. There you go. So long, everybody. <laughs> what in the hell? Can you imagine that? No. Could you imagine sending one of your children to like, you know what? We got uh, relatives in, in uh, Virginia. They haven't seen the baby. And we don't have pictures because we don't have cameras. We don't have the technology to call. We're not going to drive there. So we're just going to put a 53-cent stamp. And that's how it cost. 53 cents. There you go. <laughs> Send it off to the carrier. I mean, I mean, seriously. Could you imagine that? No. It's insane. But it's up to the mail carrier to take care of the kid. Now, here's the thing. You're a three-year-old. You don't know what's going on. No. And it's like, well, who feeds the kid? <laughs> who cleans the kid? Right. And, of course, during that time, on a, on a train... How often? How long does that take? If you're so, going through the south, the, the trail, the way the trains ran back then, days, right, to get from one city to the other. So they come in the mail. Any of you lactating? We got a hungry kid here. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this was a thing for three Mabel, years. Uh, unclip your bra. Kids oh, hungry. oh Kids. God! <laughs> All right, kids hungry. <laughs> I mean, mailing a a child. All right, here comes the old 415 on time. Here we go, Mabel. Excuse me. I'm here to pick up a baby. Yep. Hold on a second. We got one in the mail here. Hold on a second. Let me me go through. Hold on. Let me. uh, Kaplan Hood. Yeah, baby. There we go. There you go. That's what you're looking for, right? I mean, it wasn't like the carrier today either, dude. That, that kid was in a box, probably, with the rest of the mail. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with this country, man? <laughs> that is the best. How else would you? How else would you see the kid kept? You just have to wait until you got transportation, a car, you have m- enough money to get on. Because we're talking about the lean times of the early 1900s. Oh God! I mean, you didn't have it back then financially to be able all right we're just going to get on a train i mean it cost even back then cap i've never heard anything so ludicrous in my life the 1900s uh we got the new baby oh i want to see him send him down hunt jen and garrett are gonna ship ben over he was born eight weeks ago we haven't been able to see him okay how's he getting here they mailed him <laughs> mailed him <laughs> stand <laughs> 53 cents just to send your kid from, from point to point.
a packing peanuts situation? <laughs> wow. Yes, that's nutrition, apparently. The packing peanuts. <laughs> it's like a choking hazard. We thank you for listening and calling in and being part of the program on Captain J. Hood. Our thanks to Shay and Jay Moore. How about we do a Deal Breakers Thursday? Oh, baby. Bring your end game, Norling. I want you to spend some real time coming up with some great Deal Breakers. We'll talk to you Thursday morning at 7. So long, everybody. Take that from Chicago.